from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Coming up, we'll have Julie Nelson, host of Catholic Women Now, going to preview her 9 o'clock show uh, as well. All right, let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, getting ready for the weekend, and uh, it's got some warm temperatures. So how you been? I think today's going to be a nice one. Yeah, be a little warmer than yesterday. Um, that's okay. It's summer. That means the corn's growing. We're, we're getting that uh, sweet corn feel. We need more hot weather to make that happen. Not going to happen before the 4th of July is what I've been told, as uh, I mentioned earlier. Well, we get some of it at Aldi right now, but that, that's kind of holding us over, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have it, we'll have it uh, right after the 4th. Yes, it is something. Something's better than nothing. I, I agree with you. We've yeah. done the same thing, but uh, no, nothing like good old Iowa sweet corn. That's, no that's going to be out here. Uh, for the 4th of July weekend. So, uh, how, how was the birthday celebration? I didn't notice any parades in Urbandale yesterday uh, for your your daughter's fifth birthday. Well, but, if she uh, had it her I'm way, sure was something. Yeah, if she had it her way, we'd be having a parade. The parade would still probably be going on. But uh, no, it was good. We had uh, mom and dad over last night and uh, had bebops. Real, real uh, special. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> how could you say that at seven o'clock in the morning? That's right. Oh, my. I, uh, I'm still full. Thanks, so. John. Yeah. 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 I'm sure you are. Um, what time do they open, Mark? <laughs> what time do they oh, open? That's the question. Tony, Tony, don't egg him on. That's, do not egg him that's on. That's the question. Bebop's hold you over for a couple of weeks though. I'll tell you. I'm going to be in the gym extra long today. <clears throat> yes, indeed. And, and among other things, cardiologists will be mm-hmm. on alert too. Jeez. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. My so. goodness. Had that, and right. well, set of a cake yeah, had scotcheroos, so uh, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Gianna loves her scotcheroos, and uh, sang happy birthday two times, not just once, because she loves it so much. So that that was that was the highlight of the night. Oh, you guys do an encore uh, presentation of the happy birthday song. Good that's, for you. That's her. That's her world. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get to our world here today. Huh? All right. We got uh, great weather. Great day to be outdoors. Um, we got summer weather in our midst right now, folks. Right now, from the WHO TV 13 weather desk, meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines, from the Mercy One Studios. Mostly sunny skies. You'll need your sunglasses. 62 degrees. The winds are calm. Humidity up there at 70 percent. 
on this uh, Thursday morning. And today it'll be mostly sunny here in central Iowa. High of 87 degrees. It'll be warm and humid. South winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. That heat index will uh, get up towards 90 degrees today. And tonight, partly cloudy. Overnight low of 70 degrees. And then uh, tomorrow, scattered showers and thunderstorms. Warm and humid on your Friday. A high of 88 degrees. On Saturday, more of the same. We'll see showers early. Warm and humid temperatures. A high of 88 degrees. And Sunday, more scattered showers, mainly in the afternoon, and a high of 90 degrees. Well, in the news on this Thursday morning, well, Planned Parenthood and the American Civil Liberties Union are filing a lawsuit seeking to block the, a 24-hour abortion waiting period from being enforced here in the state of Iowa. The Iowa legislature introduced and passed the bill in the final hours of the 2020 session. The lawsuit targets the policy itself and the way it was passed uh, without a chance for public input. Now, the Iowa Supreme Court struck down a 72-hour waiting period back in 2018, and Republican lawmakers said they hope this new law leads to uh, the decision being overturned. The court's makeup has since changed since 2018, as justices appointed by Republican Governor Kim Reynolds are now in the majority. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, high school baseball and softball, the Dowling teams were involved as they hosted Ankeny Centennial at the Dowling Softball and Baseball Fields. In high school softball, it was 10th ranked Ankeny Centennial sweeping a doubleheader from Dowling Catholic by scores of 15-0 and 15-1. Dowling falls to 5-5 five and five on the softball season. And a game you heard right here in Iowa Catholic Radio, actually a doubleheader, the 7th ranked Dowling baseball team improved its record to 9-1 as they swept a doubleheader from Ankeny Centennial. And we have a highlight clip from one of those games. Here's the pitch. It's on its way. Ball is hit into right field, hit and run. Right fielder comes up. That's going to drop. And the run will score. Nick Dennison rounds third, heads to home. We got a tie ball game, folks. Brandon Bickford with an RBI. And that was the call from. Uh Joe Stacy in game one of the doubleheader, Dowling winning four to three, and the Maroons pick up the win in the nightcap as uh, Dowling pitcher Connor Cox threw a one hitter as the Maroons defeated Ankeny Centennial four nothing. Up next for the Dowling baseball and softball teams, they'll be on the road tonight as Dowling travels to Southeast Polk. Both doubleheaders get underway at five o'clock at Southeast Polk High School. In the softball game, it's 14th ranked Southeast Polk taking on Dowling. In the baseball matchup, a top ten matchup, number three Southeast Polk and number seven. Dowling Catholic tonight. Again, first pitch is 5 o'clock from Southeast Polk High School. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, mostly sunny skies right now, 62 degrees. The winds are calm, and uh, today we will see mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Warm and humid, high of 87 degrees, with south winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. 
traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are going to start off with an accident, 235 westbound at 73rd Street, so use caution if you're in that area. Also, just keep an eye out for all the construction happening around while you're out and about today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Randy Keel right now. Hello, Deacon. Good morning, John. Good morning to you. We're going to talk two kings or Romans today. We're going to be not just with one kings, but two kings today. Two kings today. See, now you, you threw me for a loop. I thought we were going to go Romans. I thought I, I know, thought for I know. sure I threw you'd you go for Romans. A loop. I threw you for a loop. All right. You know, I but I stayed with Second Kings because even internally, I mean, so many times I, I look at the Old Testament readings and I go, you know, I don't have a clue what this is talking about, <laughs> even though I've studied it for years. You and everyone else. What the heck? But it's love for us for the mystery. But this story, and and I'm going to protect the people. I, I'm not going to do spoiler alert, but I want to encourage everybody, please read on the rest of Chapter 4 from Second Kings if you really want just a great mystery solved. Read on to the rest of the chapter. But I won't spoil it today. I'll just set the prelude because that's what we're setting up for Sunday. Sounds good. So Elisha comes to this town in Shunem, and Elisha was known as the man of God, traveling around, giving prophecies. He just finished doing a whole bunch of miracles. If you look at the prequel right to this story, there's a whole bunch of oil miracles and oil. We know that that's all the setup of the kerygma, because it comes out of the same word that we eventually later got the word kerosene. It's a waxy oil that we cannot, back in those days, they could not have illumination without waxy oil. They couldn't have illumination, so our whole sense of kerygma, the gospel, the proclaiming of the gospel, is about illumination. So here we have some illumination. So Elisha comes to the town, and this he's traveling to the town, and this woman says, "You look seem basically seems you look like you need a place to stay." So she invites him in. We have a gift of hospitality, and then we have the blessing of the gift. So she invites him in. She has her husband prepare an upper room, foreshadowing of a little bit of future there, the upper room. They set for him a table, a chair, a bed, and a lamp. The bed representing the basic needs, the basic sustaining needs of our life. The table, future representation of an altar. The chair, the seat of authority, and the lamp, the beginning for the proclamation of the gospel that was coming to her home right there. She was taking care of him every time he came through town, and he was doing the work of God. He stayed there. And then he said to his servant, Gehazi, in my, in Randy, I'm going to use Randy words because this is what I studied deeply inside. Gehazi, do you see the interior wound inside of this woman? What is it? Now, as we read in our English language, he says, what does the woman need? But when you go deep into the... Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, says, what is the interior wound? And he said, she's barren. She has no child. to bring her to me. He saw the interior wound. That's called cardiognosis. That's the same word that was used when Jesus saw into the soul of Thomas and said, Thomas, come here. Let me tell you about your interior wound. Touch my wound. Hmm. So Gehazi brought the Shunammite woman into the door. She stood at the door. We know in the Old Testament, one of the names was God, was God of the open door. She stood at the door, and he said, woman, 
a year from now, you will be bearing a son and taking care of your son. See, to have no child back in this ancient Israel day to be barren was a view of cultural curse. He set her free from the cultural curse, which was viewed as sin back in those days. He set her free with the coming of a son. We just have the beautiful prophecy laid out for us of the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just amazing how, how <laughs> the, the arrow just points so beautifully to, to our Lord and in so many ways in sacred scripture in the Old Testament. I, it just yeah. it never ceases to amaze me that the, how they are continually trying to prepare our hearts, uh, how, what, what God does here in the Old Testament for the coming of his Son. Well, I, John, do you see why I had to do second yeah. things? Yeah, there's no doubt. Just, there's no doubt. Too, that was good stuff powerful. this morning. As we, prepare, as we prepare for our first ability for a Sunday Mass this week, That's the enthusiasm it. of coming to the sanctuary, which represents the seat of authority and the altar and the table and the bed of all our sustenance prepared for us and the proclaiming of the gospel, the lamp right there unto our feet, we're welcome right to the door of Christ. The first reading for this Sunday, 2 Kings chapter 4. And as Deacon Randy said, friends, I would highly recommend you uh, reading the rest of it as well. We'll have uh, the Psalms, of course, Romans uh, 6 for the second reading this Sunday, and then Matthew 10, 37 to 42 for uh, the gospel. We'll prepare for that tomorrow on the show. Deacon Randy, would you give us your blessing this morning? Of course, with privilege. And honor, I pray for the blessing of the open door. For the work of God in our life today to be the foreshadowing of who Jesus is yet to come and who Jesus is today, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, may you be a witness through our lives, through our eyes, through our smiles, and through our touch. Amen. Amen. Deacon Randy Keel, everyone. Thanks, Deacon. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. All right. He always brings it, doesn't he, folks? Good stuff this morning. Jesse Weiler coming up right after this, director of the Liturgical Institute. We're going to talk about as we get back to Mass, and uh, of course, there's safety procedures and everything that we want to follow. Uh, There can be distractions in this. You know, Mass in a time of a pandemic, you can kind of look around and just be distracted a little bit, maybe easier than normal. We're going to talk about how to deal with some of these changes due to the safety concerns and to deal with them spiritually as well as we care for one another and for our own health. So Jesse Weiler coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lane in the morning right here on this Thursday. And a thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Residential re-roofs, 30 plus years. A man who knows that above business, though, is faith. And he's committed to running his business with those Christian values. 515-963-4494. Residential re-roofs all throughout central Iowa. 963-4494. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child.
Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Hi, this is Father Larry Richards of EWTN Open Line Thursday, and we just want to encourage you to help us. We really need you to bring people to Jesus Christ. Think about it. What have we done to bring people to Christ? We need you and we need your help because Jesus tells you, go and make disciples of all nations. You can do that by helping us. God bless you. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Oh God, you're my deliverer The one, the one who carries us Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Justin McLean coming up at 745 today. Going to talk about his new book, Alleluia to Amen, a prayer book for Catholic parishes. You might... um, you might want to, if you're working for parishes, and I know we've got plenty that listen to this show that do, uh, this might be a good book for you to take and, and to review and, and to introduce to many of the um, many of your parishioners. They've got some really good prayers in here. All right, there he is. Let's go to our next guest. He is the director of the Liturgical Institute in the Archdiocese of Chicago, Jesse Weiler, back on the show. Hello, sir. Hello. How's it going? It's going great, and uh, having you back on makes it even better. Uh, oh, let's, great. Yes, of course. Let's talk about, uh, first of all, you know, mass in a pandemic can be pretty frightening. It can be mm-hmm. um, uh, distracting, as I said before. Uh, you know, we look around, we see masks, and sometimes we have trouble already concentrating at, at the mass. Uh, but you say we, we can deal with this and we can do so in a very spiritual way. We can do so in a safe way. How so? Well, first of all, I think we have to just be reminded of what the liturgy is, right? And so I think we have to understand that we're offering a sacrifice. And being there in presence, you know, being able to offer our sacrifice in the Mass, in person, on the altar, and then be able to receive and consume our own perfection through Christ is such a miraculous thing. It's such a gift and a blessing. And it is a way better experience than watching Mass on TV. Yeah. Um, just, just infinitely. So I think we have to understand that it, it is getting better. We are getting more and more to what we usually see. But it can be disheartening because, you know, like you said, you, you know, in my, my personal parish, we, we can't sing. We all, we all have masks. masks. We can't shake hands or hug or see our friends. I mean, when we go to Mass, that's where we see our friends. So it can be difficult. 
we can sit back and complain about this too, or maybe get down about it. And maybe some people have said, I'm just not even going to go. Um, I, I don't think that's the right answer. Absolutely. And in fact, the opposite is true, because if we believe what the Catechism teaches us about the sacred liturgy, which is that the two ends, the two goals of the Mass are the glorification of God and the sanctification of mankind, then if we actually participate actively in the sacred liturgy, not only are we glorifying God and sanctifying ourselves, but we're sanctifying the world. So I would argue that the world, because we need so much healing right now, it can only be done in the most efficient way through sacrificing ourselves in the sacred liturgy. So if we want to heal what's going on in our world today, we should be going to Mass. We should be participating. Because if we don't do that, if we all pull back and we say, you know what, I'm just going to wait a little bit until things get a little bit better, then we will be putting ourselves in a, in a backwards uh, stance. Now talk about that for a second, because that's interesting. You, you, of course, sometimes we think, well, we just go to the war, uh, go to Mass to heal myself, uh, so that to sanctify myself, of course, or, or my family. But you don't think of it in terms of kind of what you just said when it comes to healing the world. Absolutely. I mean, the, there's two real clear examples of this. And, you know, we're all called to be deified in the sacred liturgy. God became man so that man might become God. But the two examples that I think we need to look at, first of all, is the transfiguration. When Christ was transfigured on the mountain, and then they came down from the mountain, there's accounts of the apostles, uh, Peter, James, and John, they were refulgent, they were glowing. And why were they glowing? Because, because they just experienced the fullness of God. And if they're refulgent and glowing because of a full experience with God, then that is going to lead into the world. And so the more people that do that, the more people that show Christ's light through themselves, through their own sanctification and transfiguration, the, the, the holier that the, the world gets and the more sanctified we become. The other thing that is really important in the example to think of is this, this concept most people don't really think about, but the final blessing is really important. Um, David Fagerberg, a really amazing liturgical theologian, says that the final blessing is kind of like a is a blast that pushes out the front doors of the church, hmm. and that the, the the nave of the church funnels this blast right out through the front doors, and this, this is the spirit, this is us leaving the church, going forth to love and serve the Lord. This is the final commission that the priest or deacon says at the very end of Mass. And so if we just ignore that part, then we go to Mass and we're just worshiping God, which not in itself is a terrible thing, but we're missing out on the whole point, that commission at the end. You have a way of getting people really pumped up to go to Mass, you know that? <laughs> is this how you talk to your kids in the morning, like on Sunday morning, if they complain, you just go into this entire exegesis that you just did? Yeah, I do a final dismissal before bed at the <laughs> dinner table, and I say, you know, this is your total goal after you you have to go to sleep because you know so well this is awesome man i i mean i and i think this is good for me to hear too because again it can sometimes you can think well is it going to be the same and, and no it's not going to be the same for a while because of you know kind of the the restrictions and things we need to do and of course all that's understandable but at the same time you think oh i wish it was the same and you can mm-hmm. stay in that world so much that you forget that what we're actually entering into is so important in and of itself it's heaven on earth Let's not get distracted from, from some of the other things or maybe minor inconveniences that we might have. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely the point, John. And, I, and what's more is, you know, we are participating in this as the body of Christ. So if, if, if we are somber, if we are missing out on this because we choose to, 
to say, I, well, I'm not doing that because it's not what the liturgy is supposed to be like. Well, that's a part of the body that's then hurting. And, and so we have, to, we have to amend that. We have to reconcile and atone for that. And, and it, it is. It, I went to Mass, and it felt, some, it felt like a funeral almost because there was no singing, there was no offertory, the, the gifts were already on the table, on the, on the altar. You know, and it, it's tough. But we have to remember, you know, what is the core principle of the, of the sacred liturgy? We need to offer ourselves in the, in the chalice and on the patent, our good, bad, and ugly, everybody that we can bring with us. The priest then elevates that in the Eucharistic prayer. We become Christ because we offer ourselves, and then we not only just consume Christ, which is pretty important, but we consume our own perfection if we've offered ourselves. And then that's like, you know, the whole thing. You know, rinse, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> Do that over and over again, right. and suddenly you're deified. And it's not going to happen necessarily in our earthly time, but the saints are the best examples of the people who did this the best way. Yeah. Uh, you got a podcast still running? We do. We're, we're about to hit a hiatus, but we have a backlog of 200-some episodes. If you're interested, uh, you can go to liturgyguys.com. We have a lot of fun breaking open the liturgy and explaining things in a way um, that's amusing, but then also has, uh, has a joy to it. Liturgyguys.com. How, how long is the hiatus for? Uh, just for the couple months of the summer. So we're going to restart in uh, September. Yeah, okay. Uh, and go to liturgyguys.com. Anything coming up? Anything you guys are doing at the Liturgical Institute, by the way, you want to promote? Yes, we have a brand new uh, bundle of online courses. We were unable to do our Young and the Liturgy Conference this year. So we have these online certificate programs. You can get six of these certificate programs. Each of the courses are five one-hour lectures. You can get certificate of completion, CEUs, professional growth, and uh, we're running this huge sale. You can get six of these courses for uh, $199. This is the cheapest that they'll ever be, and we've put in this bundle of six courses, we think, the most critical and crucial information about the Mass that you'll need to know. Sounds good to me. Where do you go to get you that? Liturgy Online, liturgy.online. Liturgy.online. Again, friends, liturgy.online. You can get those six courses there. As he said, that will be the least expensive they will ever be right now. Big sale. Jesse Weiler, thank you, sir. God bless. You too. Uh, Good stuff this morning. Let's go to Julie Nelson, co-host of Catholic Women Now. Hi, Julie. Good morning, Don. Good morning How are to you? you. Doing just fine this morning. What, what do we got coming up on your show? Okay, we have author Carrie Schutz. Don, she's written a book called Undone. Um, Carrie works with her father. Some of your listeners may be familiar with the John Paul II Center for Healing out of Tallahassee, mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah. Well, um, that's her dad. And so she has written a book called Freeing Your Feminine Heart from the Knots of Fear and, Un- and Shame. The title is Undone, actually, and that's the subtitle, but she is taken a collection of women's stories who have gone through um, discovering knots in their life from, you know, different things that have happened to them, their experiences, and been um, freed, been freed from those through prayer and through inner healing. So she goes through this in the book, and um, there's some things written there by her father. He does a little uh, uh meditation and reflection at the end of each uh, chapter. And uh, so she's collected this, and we're going to have her on talking a little bit about um, uh, discovering our feminine heart. That's cool. Uh, the way that God created us to be, that he 
desires to restore us to. Well, that'll be coming up this morning at 9 o'clock in the morning, friends, 9 o'clock in the evening. If you miss it, you can always check out the podcast of Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, John. Have a great show today. Thank you. Uh, coming up, we're going to have uh, from uh, Justin McLean, Alleluia to Amen, the prayer book for Catholic parishes. He's going to be on at 745 today, and this is going to be a great resource, I know, for those of you that actually work in the parishes uh, to be able to give to your parishioners. So we'll have that for you coming up in the second half hour. All right. It is Thursday, June 25th. John Leonetti in the morning. Thank you for underwriting the show, Five Sons, Naturescapes, Landscape, and Design. I love Love them because they love Iowa Catholic Radio. Yes, the Pew family, five sons, naturescapes, landscape and design listeners for a long time. Serving families all across central Iowa for a long time as well with outdoor landscaping and design. 493-1060, 493-1060, 5 Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house. But it did not collapse, it had been set solidly on rock. And anyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not act on them, will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. When Jesus finished these words, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord Faith isn't just a passive virtue. If we have it, then we're moved to act and do the will of our Heavenly Father. We do indeed nurture the faith that the Lord gives us by praying, attending Mass, reading Scripture, and so forth so that we're like the wise man, having built it solidly on rock. So, when challenges and opportunities arise, we'll act according to the faith that God gave us, because he expects a response, not just acquiescence. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. We believe in God the Father, we believe in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee Nettie in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Thursday, June 25th. Appreciate you being a part of the show. We're going to have Justin McLean coming up here soon. He wrote and compiled the new book, Alleluia to Amen, the prayer book for Catholic parishes. Um, and this is a prayer book for parishes, maybe that does outside activities as well. Um, and parishioners could really benefit from this. I've been looking at some of these prayers, and they are really, really neat. So um, Justin will be on to talk all about it. And if you do work for a parish, how it is uh, that you can use this and help your parishioners learn the art of prayer as well. We'll talk about to, uh, to him about prayer, too. A lot to talk about. All right, let's do it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, good sir. Well, good morning once again, John. Happy Thursday to you. How are you doing? you got to be happy that Major League Baseball is going to start. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. happening the 24th. Uh, 60 games is what they're looking at, which mm-hmm. is not 162, but I'll take 60. And, uh, yeah, I think expanded playoffs. Uh, the, the National League is going to have a designated hitter, which is phenomenal. That's I mean, that right. helps the Cubs. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, it certainly does. Practice begins July 1st for all the Major League Baseball teams. They'll go regional. There will be no American and National League. They'll have... Three regions across the country, West Coast, Central, and then, of course, on the East Coast. And it looks like, I just saw this, uh, the Cardinals and Cubs would play in Dyersville at the Field of Dreams instead of the uh, was the White Sox and Yankees. Yeah. So that might, that's something they're looking at right now. Wouldn't that be something? That would be fun. Now, it, I think, yeah, I don't think that's uh, for sure yet, unless you've heard something different. No. But I have heard that it is. Uh, I saw some. Yeah. I saw some uh, discussion about it, and uh, that's what's being proposed. Cardinals and Cubs make a pretty good combination to play there, but limited seating. We'll, be, we'll all be watching it on TV, but oh, yeah. uh, wouldn't that be something for that community in that area? Well, it's going to be interesting. I think some stadiums are looking at having fans. I know the Cubs are, uh, and the White Sox. It, mm-hmm. It'd be about 20%, so it would not be nearly full, and obviously you'd have a lot of space in between, so... We'll see if they can run this thing safe and uh, be be good to good to have it back. Absolutely, I still have uh, they, my family gave me tickets to the uh, Cubs and Braves series. I think it's in um, August seventh or eighth, hmm. and uh, the Braves are in the Midwest League. Believe it or not, they didn't they took them off the West East Coast and put them in the uh, the Midwest region. So I don't know if that's still beyond, but they. They're saying now, John, that schedule, that modified schedule, should be out by tomorrow. Okay, so we'll, good. We'll see if that uh, transpires tomorrow or Friday. I'm, I'm guessing uh, they'll have that all done. Well, all this does is give me an excuse, uh, and I don't have to feel bad anymore <laughs> about sitting and watching three and a half hours of baseball every day. Look, <laughs> we're in a pandemic. All right, that's my excuse. <laughs> Honey, we're well, in a the, pandemic. The I need to watch is- baseball. That'll work. The, the good news is, John, for you, that your book is done, so yep. you have nothing but time on your hands. I have a lot more time on my hands than I have the last few months. You're right on that. <laughs> you may want to take up bike riding twice a week <laughs> instead of just once a week. Oh, I'm feeling it. Second day here. My legs are noodles. 
I went to go for a run yesterday, <laughs> and I made it about a mile, and I turned back, and I said, I can't do this. I Biking, I, you know, again, as I said, you work so many different muscles that I said, I've got I've to give my, day, my, my, my legs a rest for a day. John, that happens when I know you just turned to, you, you had, what, your 35th <laughs> birthday? Uh, yeah, 35. Um, yeah, that, that happens when you get older, uh, just, just <laughs> FYI. And you don't stretch, too. That probably isn't a good thing. Uh, you need to do that before yeah, and after. Starting. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's work on that Major League Baseball schedule. All Can't right. wait to see some games, and uh, oh, that'll be awesome. Hopefully by Friday they'll have it all done. All right, well, let's get right to it. We've got a beautiful day, warm day ahead here in central Iowa as summer is starting to heat up. We're seeing a little bit of that from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. We have mostly sunny skies, 62 degrees. The winds are calm, humidity up there at 70%, and today we will see mostly sunny skies. You'll need your sunglasses and sunscreen. High of 87 degrees. It'll be warm and humid. South winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. That heat index up near 90. And then tonight, part cloudy overnight low of 70 degrees and then tomorrow scattered showers and thunderstorms for your friday warm and humid high of 88 degrees saturday was could see uh, showers early in the morning and lingering from friday uh, on a high of 88 degrees with warm and humid conditions and sunday more of the same scattered showers again high of 90 degrees well in the news on this uh, thursday morning planned parenthood and the american civil liberties union are filing a lawsuit uh, seeking to block a 24-hour abortion waiting period from being enforced here in the state of iowa now the iowa legislature legislature introduced and passed the bill in the final hours of the 2020 session. The lawsuit targets the policy itself and the way it was passed without a chance for public input. Now, the Iowa Supreme Court struck down a 72-hour waiting period back in 2018, and Republican lawmakers said uh, they hope this new law leads to having that decision overturned. Now, the court's makeup has changed since 2018, and justices appointed by Republican Governor Kim Reynolds are now in the majority. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And uh, last night, high school baseball and softball, both Dowling teams were involved in action. As in the softball contest, it was 10th-ranked Ankeny Centennial, improving their record to 9-2 and as they swept the doubleheader from Dowling Catholic by scores of 15-0 and 15-1 at the Dowling Softball Complex. Uh, the Maroons now fall to 5-5. Five on the season and right here in iowa catholic radio last night high school baseball and it was number seven dowling catholic sweeping the uh, doubleheader from ankeny centennial by scores of four to three and four nothing and we have a highlight clip from last night's game here's another ball is chopped to the first base side brewer over there not in time and a run will score a run will score and that's an rbi single for hank hemrick as uh, Dowling on game two, uh, through the one hit pitch, one hit shutout by Connor Cox as Dowling defeated uh, Centennial 4 nothing in that highlight clip. That was Joe Stacy for Iowa Catholic Radio on the broadcast last night. Up next for the Dowling baseball and softball teams, they'll be in action tonight. So they're involved in uh, three straight games, three straight dates. And tonight, Dowling traveling to Southeast Polk. Doubleheaders beginning at five o'clock in the softball game. Southeast Polk comes in at rank number 14. In the baseball matchup, a top 10 uh, matchup, number three, Southeast Polk taking on number seven, Dowling. Again, both doubleheaders, softball.
softball and baseball get underway at 5 o'clock at Southeast Polk High School. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have mostly sunny skies, calm winds, 62 degrees, humidity up there at 70% this morning, and today we will see mostly sunny skies, warm and humid, high of 87 degrees, with south winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour here in central Iowa today. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning. John Leonetti Show, and coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Business as usual, 235 looking good as you're heading in from the West Mixer and East Mixer to downtown. Run about seven minutes in both directions. No accidents to pass along. Thanks to Builder Can Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Can has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, reading today's story is like reading the life of St. Mother Teresa, but she lived nearly 700 years earlier. Blessed Judah of Thuringia today. She was a noble woman in an area of eastern Germany. She and her husband were on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land when Judah's husband suddenly died. At that moment, Judah decided to live a life entirely pleasing to God. She returned home and sold all of her expensive possessions. They were very wealthy. She used some of the proceeds to arrange support for her children, and the remainder she gave away to the poor. Judah became a secular Franciscan and took on the clothing of a religious. The townspeople started mocking her because she had once worn all these fancy garments and was now clothed in simplicity. But Judah didn't care because she was able to serve God and the poorest in her community. She shared her home with the disabled and the blind and took care of lepers. And she built a small hermitage among non-Christian peoples and began to pray unceasingly for their conversion. Judah is considered the patron saint of Prusa, which which at one point was a city-state in modern-day Poland and a part of the Holy Roman Empire. Judah died around 1260 A.D. We ask today, blessed Judah of Thuringia, to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law for underwriting our saint of the day. Experienced in wills and estate planning makes it easy on you because he does the work for you. 30 years in business, 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Coming up right after this, Justin McLean, his new book, Alleluia to Amen, the prayer book for Catholic parishes. It is out. It's ready to go. We'll have that for you right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show, formed in 2001 by Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman. Blessman International is a Christian faith-based mission organization working to meet the needs of the impoverished children and families in the South African province of Limpopo. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you again for underwriting the show and all you do for us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Thursday, June 25th. I'm Stan Ashes. Father David Pulich celebrates the anniversary of his priestly ordination today. Thank you, Father, for answering God's call. Want to know what the Catholic Church has to say about issues of racial injustice? 
Check out dmdiocese.org. Click on Resources and Social Justice. There you'll find several resources, the U.S. Bishop's Pastoral Letter on Racism, and more. Catholic Charities' annual Golf Classic will be August 31st at Echo Valley Country Club. Proceeds benefit the people served through Catholic Charities. Emmaus House has a number of programs available virtually. Check out their website at theemmaushouse.org for more information. E-M-M-A-U-S. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Stan Ashes. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Thanks to Golden Rule for underwriting the show. GoldenRulePHC.com. Trusted plumbers with the experience necessary to make sure an excellent job is done each and every time. GoldenRulePHC.com. Let's go to my last guest of the day. He's the author of Alleluia to Amen, the prayer book for Catholic parishes. Justin McLean joins me. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Thanks for coming on, my friend. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the most important prayer in the Church by far, the most powerful prayer in the world. But that's not the only prayer that there is. We're also called to pray, as St. Paul says, always, unceasingly. Um, You put together a book to be able to help people do just that in all occasions, in all situations. Are these prayers you made up or prayers you compiled? How did that work? So the vast majority of prayers in here are ones that I was able to put together, uh, but there are also some that are traditional uh, within use within the Church. Uh, so any reader using this book within a liturgical setting will have a variety to choose from. Why why put together a book like this? Why, why write these prayers? Some may say, well, just pray, do your own thing, you know, pray how you want to pray. So as you mentioned, the liturgical celebration, the Eucharist, is the highest form of prayer. And within a parish, we want to be able to have prayers that supplement the Mass, that point toward the Mass, that point everyone's spiritual gaze toward the Eucharist. So if you have a meeting of a parish council, or if you have a parishioner who has a certain illness, or right now we have a time of national strife, there are prayers that help to center us on the life of the church. Yeah, I mean, you have prayers here to begin, uh, you know, meetings for a capital campaign. 
There's one for everything. Yeah, I mean, you really do. Alleluia to Amen is the book, the prayer book for Catholic parishes. So how do you, um, how do you recommend parish leaders use this book? It's almost like a resource, not a book, right? I mean, it's something you kind of keep on the shelf and you can take with you everywhere. Certainly. It's not something that one would read cover to cover unless you really want to, unless that's your thing. But it's a resource to be used throughout the year. If you have a certain situation, if you have a setting, if you have a prayer in order to reinforce your faith life, they're all there. So it's a resource that priests can use, that the laity can use, that anyone in a parish setting, which is the vast majority of Catholics, of course, can use in some capacity. Um, you talk about the Liturgy of the Hours in there? Uh, yes, we have a little about the Liturgy of the Hours and about you know, what that is. So any prayer that one might be able to think of is touched on at some point in the book. Let's uh, kind of get to the foundation level here, because in today's Gospel, uh, it, this one has always struck me, because Jesus says uh, the words... I don't know you. Here we have people coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, we, we casted out demons in your name. Uh, it, that, that's a pretty you know, lofty thing to say. And you would think that if someone's casting out demons, they're pretty close to the Lord. But the Lord turns to these specific people and he says, depart from me. I do not know you. And those words have always been kind of haunting, I think, for me. And, and should, in a way kind of get the spiritual ears up that, that the Lord wants much more than just the deeds that we do or the things that we do, but he wants a relationship. And if that relationship is going to thrive, we have to pray. That's certainly right. And the more that we orient ourselves toward him, the more hopefully we can look forward to him saying one day that he does know us. Yeah. And you, uh, you wrote, uh, I think, another book. I, I lost it here. What was the other book that you wrote about prayer? So I wrote Call to Pray, right. uh, which is for Catholic school settings, as well as Call to Teach, which is a series of reflections for those in a Catholic school setting. When did you kind of get interested in this line of work? Rather than, I mean, you, you of course, write about theology and things, but a lot of your stuff I've noticed is all on helping people deepen their spiritual life in prayer. So as a veteran high school theology teacher at Bishop McNamara High School in Forestville, Maryland, here in the Archdiocese of Washington, one thing that I really strive to do is to get my students praying. We, of course, open class with prayer, but I really want them to have a deep prayer life so that they can come to the Lord uh, with the good, the bad, and the ugly, so that they can really have that deep relationship with Him. Yeah, it's not just about, as you said, you know, memorizing and and I listen. I'm a catechism kind of nerd, and I love reading the catechism and and the teachings of the church and learning and growing and and all of that. But at the end of the day, I realize that you can be very astute in theology, and I'm not, but you can be very astute in theology and still not even know the Lord. That's right. If we are overly academic. And if we only rely on the mind, not on the heart, then we're missing away. I, too, am a nerd. I really enjoy the academic pursuits. But we really have to, within ourselves and call others, to look at both the mind and the heart in our relationship with God. Yeah, I think you're right. Where can people get your book? So AveMariaPress.com is where anyone can find it. And I really hope that those who might feel called to use this, 
will see it as something that can further enrich their lives in a way that leads them to the Eucharist. And I look forward to, in the midst of this pandemic going on, uh, to sooner than later being able to really see this in parishes. AveMariaPress.com is where you can go. Uh, the book is Alleluia to Amen. You can also, again, if you're a parish leader, a priest, uh, director of religious education, uh, a teacher, a principal, uh, or a youth minister, someone, a secretary at a parish, if you work for a parish or a school, this is something that I think could really benefit your teachers, could really benefit uh, your parishioners as well. And uh, yeah, you can pass it out to them. Go to Divine Treasures, friends. If they don't have it, they will certainly order it for you. Alleluia to Amen, the prayer book for Catholic parishes. Thanks, Justin, for coming on. Thank you. God bless you. All right. That's Justin McLean, everyone. Yes, indeed, friends. You know, I, again, and that, that this is the gospel today. The gospel today that you heard is the one where Jesus says to them, uh, you know, depart from me. I don't know you. You know, Lord, Lord, I, I fed the hungry. I, I gave drink to the thirsty. Look at all the things that I did in my life, Lord. Look at all the, the areas that I volunteered at my parish, Lord. Look at all the events. Look at all the books that I read, Lord. Do we know him? You know, I, I, I've said ad nauseum, faith without prayer is just a hobby. And I mean it. Faith without that intimate relationship with God, friends, all it is is just a hobby. It's just another aspect of my life. It's just another thing of, of all these other things going on in my life. But the faith, it roots, it's the root of it. It's the foundation of everything. You know, I'm not a Cubs fan and a Catholic. You know, it's, it's Catholicism. My faith in God is, is that for which everything else is planted. You know, all of the, the seeds of everything else that I am and that I represent, even if they are fun things, even if they are something as sports, which, again, doesn't matter at all in the end, or anything, it takes root in the relationship that I have with the divine Savior, with my God. Because without that, friends, it's, again, just another aspect of our life. So a book like this and other books out there that can help you, I, I really recommend the book Prayer for Beginners by Dr. Peter Craved. Surprise, surprise, I'm recommending a book by Dr. Peter Craved. But Prayer for Beginners is a very good one. It's very short. Uh, go to Divine Treasures. Uh, again, if they don't have that there, they'll order it for you. I think I saw it there, though. Uh, but it is a very simple read and can help you on that path. So if you're thinking, I don't know if I have that relationship with the Lord yet, know this more than anything. It's not too late. You can start today. Even in the struggles and mess, the Lord still invites us to encounter him. All right, Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing this morning? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. And this is why we pray so much here at Iowa Catholic Radio, top and bottom of every hour, every day. This show, we try to layer it in as well. Most important thing we will do. Thanks for tuning in today. Most important thing we'll ever do. I am John Linetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. So living water flowing through God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire.
Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. 